Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. This is the first ever podcast for Holonet Marauders. Yeah. That is it. <laughs> we are the Holonet Marauders. We're going to talk about Mandalorian Season 2 so far. Matt, what are your thoughts so far yeah. through two episodes? Chapter 9, the Marshall, was the best episode of The Mandalorian. And in my opinion, I don't think the show is ever going to top that. But that's not really an insult. That's more like a, it was so good that I just think I'm okay if the show doesn't ever top that. In terms of excitement, I mean, maybe, but in like interest factor or, you know, lore factor, I think it, you know, it will, it'll obviously pass that, but. I think it was just um, such a perfectly compact I, story. Right. It was for what the show is aiming to be like a Western, a Star Wars Western. Like that's his, that's peak. So that's, peak I agree with you there. All of the Mandalorian, the, the bottom line of the Mandalorian is it's a Western in space and the Marshall episode down to the title was 100% a Western in space and it could not have been done more perfect than the way that it actually came out. Right. And then in the transition into chapter 10, the passenger, um, which wasn't very as popular online uh, as chapter nine, obviously, but it, it had some hate, but I think the three of us agree that it was a it was a very good episode. Um, Definitely, yeah. another classic yeah. Star Wars adventure, segueing exactly. to the next uh, big plot piece. So yeah, it was one hundred percent that. Also, it was just another adventure along the way, and like it gave us the different um, little like Easter egg type pieces as well along the way with the characters of um, the spiders. <laughs> Even though everyone has been like freaking out over the spiders, um, I thought they were amazing. Right. Um, Definitely. I mean, Mandalorian has done a 10 out of 10 job at like two things, in my opinion. And that's Easter eggs and just like random lore things that there's so many nice background things and also just creatures. There's been like a a crate dragon so far this season, the spiders. Um, There's been so many different creatures and new species we've seen just splashed into the background and just in the plot. It's such a cool design, too. Mm. Man. And like not just like um, uh, new species in general, species that were just like seen in the background, um, which have came about in the past few years through the sequel trilogy and um, the two standalones. So like even like those aliens that we've seen for the first time, they're being resurfaced within this, which is like really cool to see that like these um, aliens are being used not just for those one things. And so it's good to see like the broader universe that oh okay everybody does actually like fit into it, which is really really cool to see. Absolutely. Right. Like, one of people's biggest complaints about the sequel trilogy, or one that I see a lot, is that the sequel trilogy, like, totally reinvents all aliens. There's, like, no (laughs) aliens from the original and prequel trilogy in the sequel trilogy. They're, like, all new. And I I, I can understand that. Designers would rather create more new aliens than, you know, recycle old ones and stuff. And I, I understand that, and I don't really mind that. But I really like the idea that the Mandalorian kind of blends that those sequel trilogy aliens with the aliens that we're already familiar with and kind of creates like a transition point between them. Rebels yeah, did that with true. the prequel aliens and the original trilogy aliens because those those were kind of those were kind of disconnected 
like obviously in the original trilogy you don't see any like dugs walking around or yeah anything like that toydarians or yeah i mean we haven't seen those since gungans um unless george went back and and digitally inserted them in Actually, yep. not sure about that. I'm, I'm not sure if he's inserted any prequel aliens other than the Gungans in Return of the Jedi. Right, um, that barely counts. That's like yeah, deleted okay. footage from Phantom Menace anyways. Fan favorite, Dr. Mandible? Fan favorite, Dr. Mandible, Dr. for sure. Mandible. Dr. Mandible was, there... was another bridge between like original trilogy and like um, the Mandalorian period. Like That's another like big bridge um, to call out. <laughs> yeah. Has there been... Was there an ant in anything else? I, I remember in this... In Force Awakens, there was like flies. There wasn't yeah, ants. Oh, what are they called? The fly sisters? They're, they're like the sisters. Yeah, there aren't too many bug based aliens, I guess. Yeah, uh, they're great though. I love them. They remind me of like, I don't know. Dr. Manuel gives me like Fallout vibes. Cause, I mean, there's the there's like the rad ants in New Vegas, but like. Yeah, he looks like a giant like Casador. Thanks. So mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we had ants. We had Frog Lady. Um, Frog Lady was great. That whole yeah. like. That's just a cute little storyline. Like I felt bad for her the whole time, because um, she's just trying to, you know, take her babies to her husband and whatnot. I really like John Favreau embracing the nickname aspect of things. Like he's like, "Oh, don't call him Baby Yoda, call him the Child." But now they're just like, "Yeah, she's Frog Lady, whatever." <laughs> like literally, the official name for that character is Frog Lady. Frog Lady, Frog yeah. Lady. So it's perfect. Jamie, it's like Jamie and I just call we just call him Baby now. So I think that's yeah. more fitting. Yeah. yeah, we call the child baby all the time. Like if like if like the plushie is like somewhere in the house, we're just like, oh, there's the baby, or we're just like, oh, baby did this, and it it's, just makes it, more it's sense. It's better than Baby Yoda because Baby Yoda yeah. like to uh, see the baby. Yeah, because yeah, because uh, they literally they call it both just the baby and the child. Um, I I don't think I've ever really called it Baby Yoda. Like unless I'm like referring to it to someone I don't like normally talk to, the child is not Yoda. Not that we know of. It's just baby. It is actual My next baby. Question is. Do we see Cobb Vanth again this season, do you think? Yes. Yes, yes. 100%. And do you, so do you think it'll be a similar setup to last season where, you know, Mando meets all these different people and then he'll need them again at the end of the season? Or what do you think? I do something different, but it'll probably right. be that again. Um, yeah. or, or it'll be some showdown on Tatooine and he'll just happen to be there and be like, all right, I'll help. <laughs> mm, that would be cool. But yeah, I mean, Cobb was, uh, we, we know I'm a big fan of him, and Jamie's a big fan, and even you, Matt, obviously, but... Whoa, um, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, there's, there's, there's the Facebook groups. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's immediately a fan favorite, oh, yeah, uh, which definitely. is great. I mean, he's I don't all, know if all it's... Around. Timothy Oliphant is uh, a perfect choice for the character. Yeah, he played, played him really well, for sure. I like that the armor didn't fit him perfectly i thought that was a neat touch i really like his mm. red sweater yeah um, i love the red sweater <laughs> his backstory Scarf. was changed slightly from the aftermath books but i don't think that's too big a deal uh in fact yeah. i actually think some of the plot developments in the mandalorian could actually add to his backstory in aftermath the problem is, is we don't really have a timeline for the interludes in the aftermath trilogy we assume they probably happen concurrently with the actual plot of the book but there's no like confirmation you're more familiar with the aftermath trilogy than jamie and i um could you like go into i know we've talked about it a bit but you know what yeah go ahead so Cobb vance he's a freed slave uh spoiler alert on that they might reveal that later on in the season that might be a big deal uh actually because that was a big that was actually a big reveal 
in the third book, in his interlude in the third book, was like it was revealed like, oh, he's a freed slave. So he's a freed slave who who refounds Mos Pelgo after it was like destroyed. Um, and he renames it Freetown in the books. They don't ever call it Freetown in um, The Mandalorian. Freetown does, isn't really a Star Wars-y name, so I guess I can understand why. I thought it was right. pretty symbolic, though, because um, in one of my articles I wrote, I actually talked about how it could be like uh, a place for like, freed slaves to go after the Hut cartel was destroyed and that like power vacuum was filled in, because that's another thing. It wasn't just the Empire's destruction. It was the Hut's death. Uh, or Jabba the Hutt's death specifically in Return of the Jedi that created the power vacuum that the Raiders then came in and filled. And in the book, the members of Freetown, specifically the Rancor trainer from Return of the Jedi, he, he <laughs> makes his way to Freetown. They're raising a baby hut to fill the power vacuum to kind of like, uh, you know, govern over Tatooine now that it's a lawless place again. Because I never really got the impression that the Empire was very controlling over Tatooine in the original trilogy, I guess. More like, yeah. uh, I mean, we know in the comics, Darth Vader uh, makes a deal with the Huts between uh, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back so that the Huts have like control of the territory, but it's under the Empire's like hand. Right. Um, yeah, Tatooine I, always seemed to be like a very just crime boss kind of place it was never really under control place, of the republic yeah. or the empire so yeah i always took it that way too republic. it was it was always the the huts area um the empire was had a presence but they weren't like overall so like as like someone who doesn't like know like the full story i feel um i always saw that as like the huts are the ones in control and like that's it and the empire is sometimes there but they're like hey mm. you guys just do what you're doing just like let us know and like that's it yeah right it, but like, has end, to be that, that way, though, because, like, think of how, like, Mando started and where he is this season so far. He's automatically, like, way more softer than he was yeah. um, uh, in season one. Um, just, like, his interactions, like, with uh, Baby alone, it's just, like, he, like, that will change him tremendously. And the fact that his first, like, big interaction is with Cobb Banth and he's pretty much, like, soft himself, even though he's a badass, like, it, it, like, um, it reflects well backly, reflects well yeah. back to him. Yes, yeah. I agree. Uh, the final bit I just want to point out that could play into the Mando, actually connect to it, is that in, in the third chapter, um, Cobb Vanth and the Tusken Raiders join forces at the end to rid the town of raiders who have come back and kind of like uh, strong-armed everybody again, but like even worse because they like retaliated against Cobb Vanth. Uh, so they kind of like take over Freetown and he has to he has to form an alliance with the Tuscan Raiders to kind of wipe them all out. Hmm. Um, so my thought process would be that, you know, that alliance was formed off screen in Mandalorian and we're kind of like paying due now. Like he goes to the Tuscan Raiders for help and they're like, yeah, yeah. Sure, we'll help you. Hmm. Not that eloquently, pretty... but yeah. So wait, yeah. would you say possibly that um, maybe they took the whole crate Dragon thing and they had to team up with the Tusken Raiders? Would that possibly like be the replacement of that? Or do you think in the future they'll, he'll have to go to the Tuskens again because something happens to Mos Pelgo and like, he worked with the Tuskens in the past? Um, that, the second one. Do you think one. that's going to happen? Okay. I think, well, I, I think that's kind of something that you could use to connect the Aftermath book to... Who would come and raid the, the town, though? Would like, the mining collective just like, re-show up suddenly? Yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll see that in the show though. We'll see. 
when when Cobb's back on screen, I'm gonna have a standing ovation for him. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Great. Pause and full um, standing ovation. Yeah, my uh, my next transition here was um, there was a couple, I guess, news pieces for Mandalorian today. Uh, the first one we all kind of talked about uh, off air was um, the description for Chapter Eleven came out, which is right. the the Mandalorian braves high seas and meets unexpected allies. Um, we obviously expected him to go to that planet we saw in the trailer with the ocean and the ferry. So that makes sense. But who do you think the unexpected ally is? I, for me, I guess I just jumped to the Sasha Banks character. Obviously in the trailer, they had the Sasha Banks character on the water world, the moon yeah. of trash <laughs> water world. Yeah. Yeah. It water world. Basically it is. It looks exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the Sasha Banks character there, but she's in like a black hood. And black hood means like bad, <laughs> means dark yeah. side. Like, yeah. so well, usually. my mind immediately goes to her as the ally they're talking about. But, you know, maybe Frog Man, uh, husband of Frog Lady, knows some other people, you know, because he's the covert, Man. right? He's going to help him find where the Mandos are. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. We are going to see Frogman, so that way he'll tell us where the Mandos are. Maybe Hmm. a bunch of Frog Mandos, who knows? Frog Mandos? (laughs) Oh no! Yes, Frog Frog and Frog Mandos. (laughs) That that would be a lot. Frog Mando is a Mando himself. That, this this is all coming together. In fact, we should probably spoiler mark this episode, because that's exactly what's going to happen on Friday. Don't watch this episode. That would be unexpected, so that That, fits the bill. That would be pretty unexpected. Um, This is exactly what's happening. That would be absolutely nuts. Um, but um, I was saying to AJ, I think that one of the things that would be unexpected, possibly, so even if, like, um, Frogman is there and, like, say, like, there are Mandalorians, like, on that planet, um, I said to AJ, I'm like, oh, what if um, uh, IG-11, yeah? Maybe what if IG-11 comes back, someone reprogra- reprogrammed them, and AJ's like, well, yeah, melted on Navarro, and I'm like, that, that is true. But, I mean, like, he did come back once before, and, like, it is possible. I think that any droid can be reprogrammed anyway, so. I like that mm. idea, that idea that keeps Shows popping up. in every season with, like, a new yeah, personality. He was yeah, so he, good. Yeah, he was he fantastic. Was. Yeah, in, bo- really in both versions of him, too, when he was murder droid and then nurse droid, like, he was amazing, so. Murder nurse droid. <laughs> murder nurse droid. So we don't think it's Sabine. No. We don't, no, no, don't no. think it's Ahsoka, because it's not I'm the Filoni episode. Very against... Well, I don't think Sasha Banks is Sabine. I see a lot of people online talking about that. And that they don't know it. I mean, they, they said the ice planet was Ilum, and that oh. was wrong. So they said this I mean, planet they... was like Camino. So let's we'll uh... be ro- we're going to be wrong. They're going to be wrong. So we'll just we're be wrong, wrong together wrong. and be surprised. We are never wrong ever. Um, I mean, there's not really much to speculate with who the ally is, other than right. what we've said. Because we, we don't have yeah, and there's not much you know teased I'm... about that planet. My mind goes to Sasha Banks, but I would rather her be somebody else. If they're saying a villain it's or unexpected, something. Yeah, like if they're saying it's unexpected, maybe it's someone we've seen before. What if it's um that doctor from the first season, Doctor Cushing? Doctor Mandible. No, Dr. not Doctor Mandible. Yeah, the Pershing. The cloner. Yeah. The cloner. Yeah. Cloner. No, but they're not. What if they go to Subterrell? Oh yeah. my gosh! But in the so, so in the book, Cobb Vanth travels with the leader of the raiders um together they like strike a deal and they work together 
And when he finds, when they find the, first of all, he, he doesn't like escape, run into the desert with like a Camtomo filled with <laughs> crystals. Um, in the book, he's just kind of like going about his business and he finds this, uh, pock, this, uh, um, acid pock scarred armor in this sand crawler. And he's like, I want to buy that. Um, and they, him and this, uh, mob boss, the boss of the Raiders, they go to steal it. And then he betrays the mob boss and he shoots him and he like wounds him. And he basically like, he's like, tell your guys that I've got the armor now and you guys got to leave. Cause I'm going to just like mess you up. And so, so is that, kinda... is that just totally retcon now? Yeah, I guess. Feels like it. Cobb Vance gonna... in the books is a little more ruthless, hmm. which I don't mind. I actually like the cooler, softer Cobb Vance and Mando than I do, like, you know, shooting people in the back. The other news um, more recently was uh, chapter 12. So next, next week's episode uh, will be directed by Carl Weathers, who is Grief Karga. So right. that's, bit, that's pretty yeah, exciting. Nice. Um, that's and really... I do you think that'll be the episode he's in? Like, Probably. will he direct it and be in it? That's, that's pretty cool. Maybe. maybe. People How? have done that before. No one in the show has done it before except Taika when he was IG. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. count. Right, yeah. Before. That was just voiceover. That's just him in the booth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've been, I haven't been as on the ball with who's directing what this year. Obviously, they showed at the end, but I remember last season, it was like, oh, I know Filoni's doing this one and this one and this one. Or Chapter 9 was Favreau. Chapter 10 was Peyton Reed. Who does Ant Man? Ant Man, which which had Doctor Mandible. Yeah, it's perfect. There you go. That was uh, my favorite. Uh, uh, spoilers without context. That post someone posted like the giant ant at the drum set from Ant Man too. <laughs> perfect. Like, yeah, that's it. That's one hundred percent it. Big thing we didn't even talk about Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Boba Fett. <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys think's going on with him and? I think like, that he's not going to turn up again until the end of the season. And probably not. Mando, Mando will give him like back his armor somehow because it'll like, come about being like, oh, he was this like legendary like bounty hunter, and it'll like end up giving it back somehow. Or Boba Fett's going to be a dick, and Mando will kill him. Ooh, yeah, I don't think Mando's going to kill him. Which would suck. But um, do you think they'll have a beef, or do you think what do you think is more likely? I don't think there'll be a beef. I think that. Um, Something will happen in which, like, Mando will, like, learn who he is and have some sort of, like, expectation from him. And maybe, like, Boba just straight up won't be able to fulfill whatever expectation that is. Because um, hmm. he's old. So, but who knows? Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. Yeah. But pitch for the, Boba Pitch Fett. the armor over the side of the cliff. That would be kind of yeah. cool. They've been yeah. talking about that Boba Fett miniseries. So that would yeah. be kind of cool if he doesn't appear until... If he didn't appear the rest of the season, that would be kind of odd. But maybe just See, a, at the end of the year. And then if they have the miniseries sometime late next year, it would explain more background. And then he'd be in season three, and maybe that would be cooler. But I guess I'm going to put a little damper on this whole conversation. But um, we know, or I think we know, like we're we're pretty sure that he's going to appear in multiple episodes this season. Because before the before the show debuted, they had his casting company had him listed right. as boba fett and they yeah. actually listed out the episodes he was in now of course that posting is deleted i could go find it but i'm not gonna um i just know that when people were talking about this the other day because a lot of people have speculated that um chapter nine was going to be like his only appearance and then he was going to like appear at the end of the season to like tease the next season but people yeah. were like no they, he's going to be in like a few more episodes according to that okay. listing. 
So I've seen a lot of people make he... that prediction, though, that he's going to only appear, that there was only like a tease setting up. Yeah. Going off of me not knowing as much about the spoilers as you, I mean, that would make sense. But Man, I'm just there lost you... in this world. There you go. Um, Constantly what... spoiled. What is like Boba up to though? Like this is five years later. He's just rolling around Tatooine still. Like he's had a an imported leathers and uh, turquoise shop in importer exporter. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just been living the quiet life. Do you guys think that he saved um, Fennec Shand? I don't think he's. Mm. See you. You think she's coming back? I'm holding on to it. You just a lot don't of people tell think she's coming one. back. You just Alex do not from, uh, uh, Alex from Star Wars explains. Thinks she's coming back. Yeah, yeah, he does. It did look like Boba had her sniper rifle, but he did. He did. Maybe Definitely he like did, took but... her in and is healing her up in some tent, some yeah, TV somewhere. Maybe she's reprogrammed like IG Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So not we'll be an like assassin the, anymore. We'll have like the wraparound like headset for Loba. <laughs> I hope she comes back. But... Yeah, I do too. I mean, I I could go either way. She got shot like in the head and was like dead in the desert, <laughs> like at night when he found her. But yeah. whatever, people know, come yeah. back from worse in Star Wars. Like there That's was the true. whole um, the whole like Spurs conversation that the person who walked up had the Spurs, and so it's like, oh, it must have been Boba Fett like last year. And then like um, with the episode with Cobb Vanth, he also has he has, the Spurs. Little, he has the little <laughs> jingle. So he does it's have like, the jingle. Yeah, it's yep. very quiet, but he does um, have the jingle. Um, so it's like. Hmm, what's going on? Obviously, we don't hear Boba Fett like walking back and forth because he just turns um, in the episode that we just saw. But could be Bo-Katan. Does, does he still have the Spurs? Do all Mandalorians have Spurs? Is this a thing? They do. Mando has it, and Cobb has it. Boba Mando has, has it. the Spurs. Yep. Jeez, I noticed I, it. I am not paying attention to, the, where, to these noises. Where are these Spurs? <laughs> like, where would they be? Like on Cobb Vance? Because he obviously doesn't have like the full they, armor he just has they like, don't have <laughs> they don't that's have why, spurs that's why it doesn't make sense why he has like these spur making spurs question it's in it's in the boot it yeah. spurs the wearer of the boot instead of the horse <laughs> there you go <laughs> to keep them moving yeah i like <laughs> i don't even know if Cobb Vanth had boba's boots no he doesn't no, he, doesn't. The costume a million he times. doesn't he's missing like half of the armor he li- literally yeah. just has the chest piece the shoulders one knee, so that would make sense then if <laughs> If that was Boba in the Fennec Shan scene, he could have. It looked like there were boots, like Mando boots, on him. So maybe he has the yeah. footwear on still. This is a question for Matt because I've talked with Jamie about this a little bit. So the flashback with Cobb Vanth, the Death Star blows up. They're in the bar partying. How many days before that did Boba fall in the Sarlacc pit? Ooh, that's a good question. All right, let's see. Because um, he, he he wanders through the desert. We'll call that maybe a couple of days. Um, and then the armor's on the sand crawler. So, like, right. how long? It's been, like, a week? Maybe. Yeah, I'd say probably a week. We don't really know how what the time frame on Return of the Jedi is. Probably I a would, few days, I'd say. Yeah, I'd call it a few days. It can't I mean, be too long. Days, like Luke goes to Dagobah, watches Yoda die. <laughs> I mean, that, for all we know, that could have been a week. So, I don't know. Yeah. Probably, so I, probably I guess not, though. It's not really an answerable question. So I guess not. I'd say probably a week after he fell in the Sarlacc is when he finds the armor. And I just wonder how he lost it. Like, that's maybe he was passed that's, out and the Jawas took it off him. I don't know. <laughs> that's legit. Like how people people are like, I don't know. They don't know. And that, that's probably question. the best explanation, though. 
is that he gets out of the Sarlacc. He's like, woo, I'm pooped. Takes a nap in the desert and oh, yeah, up without his armor. Stop pushing me. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett's in there. Boy, am I pooped. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Join us next time in our next episode. And just remember, uh, try not to fall asleep in the desert because Jawas might steal your armor. They might, they might try to. We'll see you guys next time.